The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jonathan Healy in for Pat on this Friday morning. It is time for our Friday Forum and I'm joined by Neil Richmond, Fine Gael TD for Dublin Rathdown and Minister of State with responsibility for business, retail and employment. Rose Conway Walsh is the Sinn Féin TD for Mayo and the Sinn Féin spokesperson on public expenditure and David Kent is the news reporter with the Irish Examiner. Good morning to you all. Um, Rose Conway Walsh, I'm going to come to you first of all. It's a bit handy the way that the whole thing has played out in the past 24 hours. Uh, there's a new sheriff in town proven that he is the law. Ryan Tuberty has been barred from the saloon and those who might cause trouble previously are beyond the county bounds and not able to be reached anymore. It wraps it up in a bow. Uh, it doesn't wrap it up in a bow at all. I think we have to go back to the Grant Thornton um, uh, report and the fact there that he concluded that in my opinion, the logic of adjustments uh, was not sound in accountancy practice and that this should never have happened. And I think that still has to be answered. So there are questions. And as Brian Stanley, uh, chair of the Public Accounts Committee, I think is absolutely rightly uh, requesting a, a further hearing and that to be attended by Dee Forbes, by Brenda O'Keefe and by Richard Collins and Jim Jennings, but also the auditor from Deli- Delight as well that was assigned to RTE during this period. So there are still many questions to be answered and I think we can't move on from here until those questions are are answered. But will we ever get those answers though? Because if those people are no longer part of RTE, they have all left the organisation, it's going to be hard to get them to come in and talk about it. I think there has has to be accountability. There absolutely has to be accountability. Um, There's very serious things uh, happening, I suppose, in terms of what the future of RTE is and what the future funding model is. But I think we can't move on to that until those questions are asked. And I think the way to do it is, obviously, you have the media committee, but the public accounts committee as well. And the controller and auditor general has a role in this. And just in terms of, you know, um, um, people's money and, and public money, I think, you know, it must never happen again. And we cannot ensure that that will happen unless this concluded. There must be a clear separation on how public funds and the licence fee money is spent and how money generated through commercial activity is spent. And that's why I think the controller and auditor general has a role here. Of course, it's not only RTE. I think there's a much wider question here as well in terms of accountability and in terms of how uh, these uh, uh, bodies operate and the whole governance and how people can have confidence. But there's huge... Well, RTE RTE was kind of a weird organisation that's part publicly funded, part commercially funded and is a Frankenstein model that doesn't seem to have done them well in this circumstance. But Neil Richmond, Ryan Tuberty said this isn't the Ryan Tuberty scandal, this is the RTE scandal. But now it's the Ryan Tuberty scandal again. It's very, again, I'm going back to the point, it's wrapped up in a bow and they're hoping that we'll all forget about it and move on. Well, unfortunately, we can't forget about it and we can't move on because there's still a number of reports that still have to be published in terms of the register of interest, in terms of the external review of severances and also, crucially, Jonathan, uh, the forensic auditor's report. And whilst it's not just uh, the RT scandal, it does involve, unfortunately, Ryan Tuberty as well. He is a central part of it. He had huge information to give. He appeared before an Oireachtas committee and he is tied up in this. However, going forward... Yeah, and, 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 and hang on, let's face mm-hmm. it and, and let's be fair to Ryan the report that came out this week from Grant Thornton kind of showed that he wasn't, he was wronged rather than being wrong. And, and away from the barter account, which seems to have kind of blown the whole thing up when he was due to come back on air, 
you know, the poor man didn't do anything wrong, yet it's still the Ryan Tuberty scandal. But he was still central fi- the central figure to it. But there is a far wider and far more important thing that needs to be achieved now, and that is restoring trust in the institution that is RTE, a vital uh, institution for the entire state. And that's why we need to see all these other reports uh, put out. We need to see them reviewed by both Oireachtas committees, as, as Rose has obviously alluded to. And I do welcome the level of transparency that's been shown by the new Director General, certainly over the last 24 hours, I know on this station earlier this morning, but it doesn't just stop over the weekend. There is an awful lot more. And then when that process concluded, I'll be frank, a lot of it then turns to us and government uh, in terms of the overall review, in terms of the future of the licence fee. When we unpause that review, there has to be a lot of work put in. And that's why it's not just down to one individual or indeed one institution. Yeah, but you've tried, like, to be fair to the body politic, we've tried to reform the Shannon. That didn't happen. We've tried to, uh, you know, uh, make sure the Secretary Jonathan, Generals are responsible. I know you can blame the public for that, no, but at anyone, the same time, any time we try to do anything with an institution, we talk about it and nothing happens. No, we have seen reform of a great many institutions across the state and I think we're now at a critical time with RTE that um, we have seen this scandal engulf uh, the body politic for the last number of weeks and months it's been the only topic of conversation in many kitchens and beyond there is now a responsibility um, to finalise the reports to have full transparency and then indeed to have that full review and I have absolute confidence that there is a will to achieve it and we have to have a responsibility because we really do need that we need that level of high standard public service broadcasting David Kent of the Irish Examiner, the front page of your newspaper this morning has that story about Ryan Tuberty. But just down the side, then, your health correspondent, Neave Griffin, wrote about 3,000 incident deaths in the HSE since 2011. And, and these are people who have died following incidents in the Irish Health Service. Thousands of people walking out of emergency departments because they weren't being seen in a timely fashion. And I know the media has as much to blame for this as everybody else, but here we are convulsed about one man and his job in our public service broadcaster. Everybody wins when we talk about that and don't talk about the problems in society. It's a fair comment, and that's Neil pointed out, that this is the only thing that has dominated the kitchens, the the taxis, anywhere you go, in your workstation or whatever, it's what anyone is really talking about. The health service has been, there have been issues, obviously, as, as is pointed out in Neve's article, for a long, long time, and numbers released to... Uh, Deputy Van Wynn yesterday showed exactly how that was in University Hol- uh, Hospital Limerick, for example. So it's 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 not that one story has a major importance over the other, but like there was there was very quiet on the all quiet on the Western Front kind of thing from Ryan Tuberty for the last few weeks and for the whole thing while the reports came through from Grant Thornton and while the the various um, the various people did their work on it. But now it's just a case that it happened quite quickly. We were we 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 were hearing that there was oh there might be a resolution to to the contract negotiations in the, in the next couple of weeks. And then suddenly yesterday afternoon, it was like, well, there's one coming very, very, very soon. And that changed everything, really. So um, it's not that, it's not that the, I don't think there's one story of more importance over the other, but there, it, it has to reflect the public mood at the same time. Yeah, and of course that is what it is doing because people are talking about it. But we, you know, if you just take those two headlines in isolation, we've become immune to HSE scandal, haven't we? At least this scandal was a relatively new one. What uh, lots of things can happen in the HSE. We'll just even like goldfish, just forget about them and move on, and we're not addressing them. That 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 is a wider problem, isn't it? It's, it isn't. It isn't. I suppose really because, as you mentioned, like we have like we have become immune, but obviously that's not for the people who are involved in these. In, like any of these 27,000 people that have walked out of University College, uh, Hospital Limerick uh, without getting treatment, it's, it's, it's very real for them and it's very real for uh, all the people that are affected by that, their families, you know, the, the, the surgeons and nurses, anyone, all these people that we're seeing 
uh, not able to find work in the health sector in Ireland uh, these days and they're emigrating to Canada to to Australia you can't go through at least I can't anyway I can't go through my social media feeds in recent days without seeing another person going uh, another qualified doctor another qualified nurse going but as you like it's not that we've been immune to it but again it's just the case that uh, it's Ryan Tuberty's in happening in most recent 24 hours the health service has been an issue for a long time before this yeah. government will be an and issue after this government I, as well and I've got, to, I've got to put a point to the two politicians that we have with us Neil Richmond and Rose Conway Walsh uh, and this is an accusation I would level against anybody who's in an Iraq this committee has ruled that there is a tendency to grandstand and there's a tendency to make headlines and make noise and a lot of politicians fell into that in, in, in those committees everyone was watching it on the telly I'd love the same level of enthusiasm um, and, and attitude when it comes to challenging the Department of Health and the HSE robust and all as it may be I, I think everybody kind of stepped up a gear Rose Conway Walsh when they knew they were on the telly and that can happen. I suppose that's human nature. But I think there are questions, serious questions being asked about the HSE and about the delivery of our health services and the high risk situation um, that workers are working in and how patients are treated. So I think the figures that came out yesterday, but I think you rightly say last night, I know the people I was with, even the house that I was with, were fully expecting the HSE to be front and centre and that to be discussed rather than, than anything else. As I say, it just happened that then Ryan, Ryan Chubberty uh, news uh, broke uh, before that. But the HSE situation is not something that's going to, to go away. And the lack of accountability and the lack of transparency uh, within the HSE uh, as an organisation at senior management level uh, in that is is uh, is something that has to be tackled. I think it's tackled mm. on an ongoing basis, but we are dependent on the media as well, I suppose, but isn't in it terms the, it's, of... It's, it's, uh, it's the same argument, Rose Conway Watch, though, mm-hmm. and I'll put the point to Neil Richmond. It's about accountability. It's about going to somebody and saying, well, you're actually responsible for yeah. this and it falls on your shoulders without the ability to blame somebody else. Mm. Look at the National Children's Hospital. Look at the massive overrun that they have there. Look at the lack of accountability in health in general. I mean, this is not uniquely an RTE issue, yet if you were to pick up any newspaper in the last couple of weeks, you'd think RTE were the ones responsible for running the country. Uh, For sure. And that's why I said there's a wider question here in terms of accountability and transparency around public money and around services that are, are, are delivered. Um, you'll see, you know, with RT, we absolutely need investigative um, journalism. We need public service broadcasting and we desperately need a health service that meets the needs of people uh, mm. across the country in an equitable basis. And that is not happening and it hasn't happened for a long okay. time. And the absolute protectionism that exists within the HSE, within the hierarchy of the HSE, in terms of who is accountable for what, is not not acceptable. And as you said, there are layers upon layers of management. Meanwhile, the people on the ground who are working within A&Es and who are on the front line are desperate, in desperate situations and in high-risk situations every day that they go into work. And that is not something that can continue. Neil Richmond, how long are you in government now? 10 years, 12 years? Yeah, I've been together in government since 2011, general election. I've been in government person yeah, since yeah, January. So tw- um, yeah, 12, 13, 12, 13 years, and you were senator before that, so it wasn't mm, as if you were immune to it. No, Your government has failed to hold people to account um, for things that go wrong, and the National Children's Hospital, you may have not laid the first brick on it, but you may, you were, you have been overseeing the scandal. We're not going to complain when it opens, and I know that Taoiseach has made that mm. point, but ultimately your party and your government doesn't hold people to account. It took RTE almost to hold themselves to account for this scandal to break. 
Well, I think it was interesting when you talk about Oireachtas committees and, you know, people performing the lights on. One of the finest performers, and there was others, was Cullen Burke um, from my own party. But he does that every week in front of the health committee as our health spokesperson. So there is accountability. And at a government level, Jonathan, to the crux of your matter, we have seen massive changes over the last uh, 12 years since Fine Gael have come in government, not just in the health service, but when we look in terms of delivery times and when we look in terms of the average life expectancy coming through a global pandemic, you would have seen consistently uh, the government doing. There's an awful lot more to do. We have fewer beds now than we... We have fewer beds now in our hospital system with more in the population than we had in the 1980s. And, and I know you'll say that you've introduced beds, but it's just not enough. And it's not just about beds. We also have greater services, greater step-down facilities. And I said, crucially, we are getting more treatments. People are being able to get more and higher levels of care and get more care at home. Again, an awful lot more needs to be done, but it's not like there's nothing happening. I don't think we've regressed in our health service and the statistics in terms of public health surveys, in terms of the life expectancy. 3,000 people, 3,000 people's family members aren't with us today because of Mm. incidents that happened in Irish hospitals. 3,000 people. What do you say to them? Neil Richard, you're not the Minister for Health. I appreciate that. But what do you say to them when, when, you know, they know now that they're that statistic? that something happened to their loved one in hospital, they mightn't even know about it, uh, but yet their loved one's with them today because of it. Of course, it's totally unacceptable. And first and foremost, I have empathy and sympathy for anyone who has suffered loss, be it through the health system or otherwise. And that's why you resolutely confirm in government to continually improve services. And when you talk about holding people to account, what's more important in in terms of delivering services or delivering ahead? I think we're consistently seeing in other areas improvements throughout that, particularly when it comes to the overall public health scene. Okay. Uh, let's, go, let's talk about crime in Dublin City Centre uh, and Dublin City in general, David Kent. We were speaking to somebody this week, um, a true blue dub as we called him, um, who very much felt he was safe in his hometown. And then the other night he was out walking his dogs and they were setting firecrackers off at him. The guards, he went to them, squad car went out, nothing we can do, no one got hurt, nothing's going to happen from it. And his faith was shaken. He's not the only one. No, no he's not. And I think a big, a big thing about that is that there maybe is a lack of kind of possibly respect for the Garda than where there would have been 30, 40 years ago when the Garda was kind of like more important like you wouldn't you wouldn't cross a guard you wouldn't you would fear a guard you would fear doing something that could uh, get a guard onto you whereas the kind of younger generation coming forwards I don't know if it's due to uh, a lack of a lack of education a lack of uh, parental guidance a lack of anything it could just be boredom but they just do not have the same um, kind of respect for the Garda that would like people growing up in the in the 80s and the 90s do um, I would, like Dublin City it is like the Guardian came out last week I think it was and said there was 500 arrests in the space of 7 days in the in the, um, the Dublin metropolitan region but yet there was still uh, uh, like, it was funny because the next day there was an, uh, another assault on Thomas Street you got the same you got the same press release that you get nearly every week that there's an assault in Dublin City Centre and someone's, either someone's been hospitalised or looking for someone or someone's been arrested so it's 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 certainly gotten worse over the decades and possibly even the last two years since lockdown as well. Uh, we, we feel as if the city is somehow getting away from us, Neil Richmond. It's your hometown as well. I yeah. mean, you're a dub. Um, uh, I, I know that there's so many Dublin people who, you know, they, they fight this. They push back on this. But it, it's been harder to do it in the last couple of weeks. And and, and people are, are finally acknowledging that, you know, there's a serious problem here. But everyone's at a bit of a loss as to how to address it. Yeah, and look, I personally feel safe in Dublin City Centre, but I fully acknowledge that isn't the same for everyone and that's something that we need to address. For, for now, until something happens to you, Neil. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I fully acknowledge it isn't always the same. But I suppose the approach that I fundamentally do believe that we have to pursue and we are pursuing but need to ramp it up is a kind of a short, medium and long term. In short term, it comes to the, the higher rollout of high, high visibility policing. We saw what this has happened with Operation Citizen. It does bring down um, the number of crimes. It brings bring down the incidence rate. We need to see that continuously ramped up and we are seeing it. But that isn't the medium term solution. We need to have changes, obviously, when it comes to... Uh, to bail systems, to sentencing and all that. But crucially, it is also the continuing long-term investment into our city. The sort of stuff that happened in Limerick a decade, 15 years ago, the sort of stuff that's yeah, been we, happening we, in the uh, North East uh, Inner City and has uh, delivered results in terms on, of education, attainment and in terms of it public may health. Do, it may do that, but the point was made by a listener that uh, in the crisis, the economic crisis of which you were not uh, part of the government that led us to that, but uh, the CE schemes, the community schemes that were filleted in 2010 that would have acted as a lot of a diversion for the young people who are causing this type of activity were never reinstated properly. Uh, Yeah, we can put money into facilities and we can do this, that and the other, but those community schemes have been lost to time and we are reaping the benefits of that mistake. Yeah, but we are seeing increasingly more schemes, more money put into that, more services being put into those areas. But the very immediate thing, Jonathan, the very thing that will affect people who may go out in the city centre tonight, the over 40,000 American tourists who are going to come over for an American football game next week, is we need to see that large level of uh, Gardaí on the street, Grafton Street, Talbot Street, O'Connell Street, like, throughout that area in the very near time. It sounds like Fina Gale are in a denial that, that this crisis exists. Oh, I, it I'm really not, does. Jonathan, I've been talking the, about the, this in fairness for the, since the, I was elected to the role in 2020. I acknowledge I, I this. I would have loved to have spoken this week to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. And I know she's done bits and pieces, but I haven't heard a big long form interview with her uh, in all of this. And the message the Fina Gale are sending out is nothing to see here, no, normal and stuff. We'll throw guards onto the street. No, Jonathan, and in fairness, I haven't said that. Uh, at any stage, we recognise as an issue. We recognise there's been a number of very worrying incidents. We recognise that we're consistently hearing people, particularly in relation to our capital city. This has been discussed by Fine Gael representatives in our parliamentary party in the Dáil. I've spoken on this about half a dozen times myself uh, in the Dáil chamber since elected. But what we are pointing to, more importantly, is not just the problems, but the solutions, some of which have been put in place, but do need to be ramped up and ones that we are committed to ramping up. So that's not a okay. denial Jonathan. at any stage, Jonathan. Rose, come my watch. John, there's, there's two points here and you rightly say the absolute filleting of community projects and indeed of the getting rid of uh, Combat Poverty Agency back in 2008-2009. We are paying the price for that now. We're also paying the price for in 2009 we had 14,547 uh, a Now we have 14,036 with a huge increase in population. In fairness to Fine Gael, the freeze on recruitment that was put in place in 2009 was done by Fine Fall. But Fine Gael have been in power since 2011. Yeah, you, 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 don't, you don't put in there and Sinn Féin never um, do is no, the Gardaí dropped by 5,000 and we've built a back up. So yeah, that's let, important let's, to let's say. Let's let Rose Conway Walsh first I'll, and I'll, then we'll go back to you. I'll, I'll just tell you some of the solutions because the solutions have been put forward by Pa Daly uh, in our policing document and the one is we have to increase the capacity of the Garda training facility in Templemore. We can do that by a new hybrid training model. We can also uh, increase, we can look at why and engage with the Garda sergeants and inspectors and the GRA in terms of the increased resignations. Why are so many people uh, resigning? We also need the public transport policing system, specifically on the DART, on the Lewis and on Irish Rail. 
and on the bus services too because people are afraid to get that transport at certain times of the day. So there are many things that can be done including the new youth diversion projects. They need to be expanded as well and these things aren't happening. Now we saw Fine Gael okay. as well closed 136 Garda stations in that time. Others had been closed by Fianna Fáil. They told us it was because they wanted to d- deploy police on the streets but they haven't done that. Now All it's right, not Neil just Richmond, about Garda numbers let, but it's about Garda presence let, let's, as well. To be fair, let, let's let Neil Richmond respond to that. Yeah, because there's a few things there and firstly in the matter of... Um, you have a minute I'm afraid. Okay, a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. In terms of uh, a transport police, I think it's a very sensible suggestion but that is a matter for the Gardaí and if the Gardaí have to decide the policing uh, policy and tactics so we leave that to them. In relation to Templemore, we reopened Templemore, we've renovated it can and will be expanded. In terms of the youth diversion programmes, they are being expanded. They've been expanded every year and what Rose crucially left out is she talks about what Garda numbers were before the financial crash and what they are now but she doesn't talk about the massive dip in recruitment that has been turned around and the ambition to consistently add and we are seeing that over 437 guards in Templemore today that'll be attested this year and two more classes to come in we are starting to see it the 1% of resignations from the force is very disappointing but the notion that the government doesn't consistently engage with AGSI or the GRA I met the GRA two weeks ago is a nonsense we're constantly at it You've had a long time uh, Neil and and the situation is I don't think that Helen McEntee understands what's happening she needs to get well, Rose about. Conway Walsh I think that was uh, well, that as a was minister a, that, no, as a was, minister no no you've put a personal dig there that was completely unnecessary and isn't thing the clock has beat me I would love if uh, we heard from Helen McEntee and there's an open invitation for her to come on this programme I'm on News Talk Breakfast next week she might join us there as well Neil Richmond Fine Gael TD for Dublin Rat Down Rose Conway Welsh Sinn Féin TD for Mayo David Kent reporter with the Irish Examiner thank you very much indeed The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.